Hi everybody. This is Hamed from Iran Plateau. We are thinking about some podcast series answering the question about traveling to Iran. I will speak to people who have traveled to Iran and ask about their experience. Media is full of information about Iran political situation and we are not supposed to talking about that. And we will ask some simple questions about traveling to Iran. We will try to talk to different clients, different people uh, from different countries, agencies with different gender, travel styles, and uh, etc. I think you could find your answers if you are thinking to travel to Iran. Everybody has a lot of questions before the trips usually. Also, it's the same for Iran. And uh, I could say Iran is a good destination for traveling. But there is more question about Iran. If you tell your friends and your families, for sure somebody says, you're crazy man. Why are you going there? It's a very good question and we choose it as a first question. Uh, please introduce us to the people who are interested in uh, traveling to Iran. If you search Argo, you will find us on all podcasts app and uh, also you could find us on the internet. This series will update it every two weeks and uh, we think it could be 20 episodes maximum. So, uh, as a Introduction, it's uh, enough, I think. And let's go to speak with the first person who have traveled to Iran. He's Brett from Australia. Good to be uh, on your podcast. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Uh, you know, I 
I I know that uh, you are kind of uh, uh, cycling tour operators, uh, and uh, you are running some cycling tours all over the world. And uh, yeah, I'm jump jumping to the first question: Why Iran? It's a, it's, it's a great question, and it's something that I get asked quite a lot. Um, so the first time that I went to Iran, I cycled through it independently, and it was in 2011. And the reason I went through Iran is just literally because it was on the way between Europe and Australia. So I was on a London to Melbourne cycling trip, uh, um, which took, ended up taking about two and a half years, and I virtually I just had to go through Iran to get from one side to the other. So that was my initial reason of going to Iran. It was more just because of geographical location as opposed to, you know, cultural fascination or, or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, so that's why. However, it was without doubt one of my favorite countries that I traveled through uh, on that big epic journey for so many reasons, which I'm sure we'll discuss. Uh, which, uh, which, country, which countries did you go before Iran? Uh, so I went through, so on that particular trip, um, I went through, through Europe. So I cycled through, uh, like France and, you know, a little bit of Belgium and whatnot, Italy, and then went through like Kosovo, Macedonia, uh, Bulgaria, and then all the way across Turkey before getting to Iran. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, I think there was about 26 countries in total, but generally speaking, you know, Sri Lanka, India, um, oh, where'd we go? after India, um, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, uh, Malaysia, Singapore, and then all the way through Australia um, as well. So, yeah, lo- lots of different countries with lots of different cultures. Uh, I, I, I'm not asking about uh, that special trip. Uh, yeah. Which countries uh, you have been before Iran? Not on that special trip, maybe... Uh, two years before. Only, yeah, I suppose in the region, probably only the UAE uh, uh-huh. and Dubai. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's pretty about it. You know, I've been sort of over Asia and a little bit of Europe and, and stuff like that. Uh, um, but yeah, as far as Middle East goes, I think just UAE. I lived in Dubai for a year in 2006. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, when you decided to travel to Iran, what did your friends and uh, family says about said about uh, your trip? Yeah, so everyone that we told that we're going to go through Iran, just generally speaking, if they weren't well-traveled people, um, they generally sort of freaked out a little bit and just thought they were absolutely crazy. I think there was this perception that you know we we're going to be dodging suicide bombers on the street and everybody would hate us or that it was really dangerous and, and this, that and the other. Uh, um, but, you know, look, just even without going, just a little bit of research um, will show the experiences of so many travelers that have been through it that just really rate it as a really safe, uh, really safe country. And, um, and even, you know, the Australian government um, and sort of official websites rated as uh, as quite safe uh, as well, not potentially at the moment due to coronavirus, yeah. um, but other than that, it's um, usually on this on par with you know a lot of countries in Europe as well. Uh, did you watch any 
uh, movies about Iran before your trip? Uh, yeah, I watched Argo, <laughs> um, funnily enough. So, yeah, that, I thought that was interesting and I was looking forward to seeing the, the U.S. Embassy uh, or the former U.S. Embassy as a site where Argo was based on. Um, but I also read a really good book called Iran Awakening and I thought that was really interesting that highlighted uh, life before the revolution uh, and then sort of pre and post uh, revolution, especially for, for women in Iran. Um, and that sort of gave quite a bit of insight to what daily life was like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, expectation did you have about Iran before your trip? Uh, I think I thought, I, I, I suppose because I read a little bit, of re- I did a bit of research and all that, I did expect people to be quite friendly because that's what all the travelers, anyone that had been there said that it was an extremely friendly place. So. In the end, I, I actually had that expectation that it was going to be like that. But I think I also thought it was going to be very, um, I don't know, like dry, deserted, almost like browns and greys and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, that was – but, you know, nothing could be further for the, from the truth. It, it, obviously, it depends on where you go, but it, you know, it wasn't until I got right into the, sort of the crux of it you realise how sort of diverse it is in its landscape. Uh, and also even in the cuisines and um, and the people and the culture and all that. It's, it's, yeah, it's a land of, of much diversity. Good. Uh, how, how did you get your visa? So the visa I actually got in, um, in Turkey. Uh, ah, for in the Ankara. first time, because you have uh, traveled a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the first time, I got it in, in Ankara um, as I was just passing through. So so that was good. And then I ended up getting an extension uh, as well while we were in Tehran. Uh, so I ended up having about 45 days. Uh, and I've been, I think, maybe five or six times since then. And every time I've just got a visa on arrival. It's mm-hmm. been quite easy to get, actually. Okay, good. Uh, what kind of uh, trip did you travel? You told, but, you know, it's a question. Uh, you know, uh, it was a city yeah. tour, cycling tour, adventure tour. Yep. So my first time in Iran, which, as I said, went for about 45 days, uh, was a cycle, independent cycle trip, just coming in from the very north, uh, which borders Turkey, all the way down to Bandar Abbas, uh, and then before getting a ferry over to uh, UAE. Um, so, yeah, just cycled independently the whole way through, and that was just fantastic and every other time I've been since then um, as we said we set up a a cycle tour on behalf of social cycles to I suppose highlight how amazing Iran is and give other people the opportunity to go and see um, you know the same sort of sites and have the same sort of experience with friendly locals that I had when I first went through in 2011 so every every time has been some sort of cycle tour or at least cycling but you know obviously post the first one Uh, it's been more organized and run with local experts as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you meet uh, many locals and uh, did you find them to be friendly or not? I did. I met a lot of locals um, and I'm not really the sort of person that will go out of my way to meet people or sort of introduce myself to locals and stuff, although I wish I was sometimes. 
Um, but I didn't have to because locals were coming up to me. So there was an enormous amount of curiosity, I think, um, and just such a really overwhelming, generous spirit by, I think, everybody, everyone that I met in Iran. And I think one of my favorite memories of, of traveling through Iran was when I was cycling down the highway and a car pulled over and got out and sort of weighed me down and just was totally confused about where I was going and where I was from and I had all these bags and, you know, who sort of cycles down the highway in sort of the middle of Iran and just, you know, introduced themselves. And they're very nice and very polite and asked me where I was going. And I said, I'm, I'm going to Esfahan. I was about maybe 20 kilometers out from the, from the city. And he, he just, he was just overwhelmed. And he's just like, I live in Esfahan. You must come and stay at my house. And, you know, it was like sort of made the quick decision. He seemed really nice. So, so we did. Uh, and then, you know, we swapped phone numbers and, you know, within sort of the next, takes maybe an hour, hour and a half to cycle that distance, but probably had five missed calls in that time from him, you know, just leaving messages saying, I'm waiting for you. I'm at this intersection and just super excited for me to arrive and then get there and takes me into his home and introduced me to his family and end up saying like three or four days, just having the most amazing time and, you know, just sort of being shown off around the sort of the village and everyone can see and, it was, it was, the hospitality is just absolutely overwhelming and it's just a priceless experience. And that didn't happen once. That happened, I think, maybe 25, 30 times on that original trip, um, on, through that 40, 45 days. And when we do the cycle tours, which go for 12 days, more often than not, you know, obviously we don't stay the night, but we're quite often invited into people's homes, uh, and have tea and fruit and dates and, um, you know, some pastries and all these sorts of things. And you just get to, they just want to learn about you and, and where you're from. And the, lo the local people know this perception outside of the country is that, you know, internationally that, you know, it's a, a lot of people believe it's a scary place or, you know, Iranians don't like Westerners and all this sort of thing. And, and they know that. And instead of sort of just accepting it and absorbing it, they, they really challenge it. And I th it's like there's a mandate that, the local people want all the tourists to leave knowing how friendly that the people are. And the overwhelming message that I, I walked away with is that the people do not always represent the government. Just because the government say one thing or do one thing doesn't mean that's the voice of the people. Um, and, you know, I think that's true for many countries all over, be it Western countries or Middle East or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that you know the government's actions and voices don't always represent the people, and we shouldn't judge them accordingly. Mm -hmm. uh, you answered this question, I think, but I I ask again: Did you face any racism yeah. or anti-foreigners sentiments? Yeah. yeah, sure. No, not at all. Um, no, it, it was just the, it was the total opposite. You know, so much so, so much kindness is that I actually started to wonder what it would be like what sort of experience an iranian person would have in my country australia and i with my hand on my heart i can i wouldn't feel confident that iranians in australia would be treated as nicely as australians in iran unfortunately <laughs> Thank you.
Uh, how safe and secure was Iran? I think it's really safe. You know, I, I think like every country, you need to have your wits about you. Um, but I think it's just as safe as far as sort of petty crime or um, risk of, you know, sort of being mugged or assaulted or, you know, um, things like that. Uh, I think it's the same as probably Australia, UK, New Zealand. Actually, I'd probably say it's safer than Australia or New Zealand or, or UK or m- most of those countries that are considered to be very safe. Um, there's just there's no threat of that at all, really. I think it's an extremely safe place to be. Well, and that's not just for men. That, that's for women as well mm-hmm. and even women traveling alone. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask this question. Do you think Iran is safe to travel on your own? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, what was displeasing to you in Iran? What was displeasing? I think... <laughs> I think when I went by myself, uh, although I stayed in a lot of homes and I had a lot of local food in that sense, when I didn't have local people around me uh, to sort of guide me, Um, I fell into the comfort, I suppose, of just always eating kebabs. <laughs> and by, by the end of the trip, I was really sick of kebabs. And I think I just lacked a little bit of my own, I suppose, ignorant cultural. I had a bit of cultural ignorance and I didn't really know enough about the cuisine or confidence in the language to really order. But ever since then, we've been doing, doing the tours um, and having, obviously, you know, local expertise with um, guides and support teams and whatnot. It's um, the, the culinary journey from Tehran down to Shiraz is, is absolutely amazing. And it's just, it's, it's chalk and cheese. There's a lot to be said about independent travel um, in that, you know, you feel that you're sort of in charge of your own destiny, I suppose, and destination as to where you're going. Um, but when you, I think when you're a part of a tour, The locals know they've cherry-picked the absolute best parts of what's around and, uh, and they can really sort of show, really highlight, which is such a, a culturally um, proud thing that the locals do anyway and really highlight sort of the best of Iran and you really, you get the most of it. You really sort of, you, you see the best of the country and you eat the best of the food and you stay in the best locations uh, and you see the best countryside and you have the best experience when you, you go with a tour as opposed to going by yourself. There's different pros and cons, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I... Uh, how do you rate your trip to Iran between the one to ten? Yeah, it was. It, it's definitely a ten. It's probably in my top two or three countries, without doubt. Um, you know, my, I first went in 2011, and ever since then, for almost ten years, I just bang on about it to anyone that will listen as to how safe it is and how much fun it is. And I really, I you know, it was after that that I truly believe that everyone should go and experience for themselves because it doesn't matter. How often you talk about it and how good it is. Until you've been, you don't truly understand how friendly people can be, how good the food can taste, how amazing the landscape can be. And, you know, so many of the clients that will come on have said that. They're like, Brett, I know you said it was brilliant. I know you said it was friendly. He said, but I just can't comprehend to what extent it is now that I've actually been here. And I, I truly understand what you're saying. And everyone that goes is just walks away or cycles away an ambassador of Iran. And we've had clients that have gone three times now. Yeah. on the same tour we've only done this like five times yeah. you know it's um five or six times so it's it, there's a lot to be said to have repeat riders 
uh, go back to, to Iran within the space of you know four four or five years of doing it, uh, or four, only four years of doing it, is, um, is is a huge credit to the country, and that speaks volumes, I think. Good. Uh, thank you for your good rate. Which <laughs> uh, <this> country <laughs> do you think is more similar to your for traveling? In? Oh, look, I, it's a hard one because only I can only really say what, what I've done myself. So the country I think that's similar to traveling to Iran, in my experience, anyway, would probably be the eastern part of Turkey. Not so much the Istanbul Ankara side, but more probably central to East Turkey is probably similar in it. Uh, in some of the countryside, but also definitely in the hospitality of the people. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, could you call or contact your family and friends from Iran? Yeah, it wasn't a problem. I was surprised actually. The internet is um, the internet's pretty good in Iran all over. Um, doesn't hurt to have a couple of trip, tricks up your sleeve, like a like a VPN to make sure you can get Facebook or whatever if that's important to you, but. Uh, WhatsApp's really easy, and you know, you can for very little money, you can stay in touch with friends and family all over the world really easily. You just need to get an Iranian SIM card, and that's not hard either. Uh, which uh, operator or tour agency did you travel with? So not not the first time. Uh, the, the other. Yeah. So the second one, so ever since so it's all social cycles yeah. um, that does does the tours, so the mm-hmm. cycling tours, which takes twelve days, starts in Tehran, finishes in Tehran as well, but goes down to uh, Kashan, Esfahan, and Shiraz via the Zagros Mountains. Uh, this question you have answered, but uh, I asked this one. You know, the question is, what is your favorite memory from your trip? But You uh, you told about this memory when I asked you about the locals. If you have any other yeah. amazing memory of Iran, you could say, please. Uh, there's so many. Mm-hmm. It could be the it could be the lamb kebab. <laughs> yeah, is that us? Yeah, yeah, that lamb kebab was pretty good. And also, I had a crack at making. Um, I can't remember the name, but the baked rice, you know, that's in. The, um, yes, that's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that a couple of times actually. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was good. My wife's parents came actually, and she's Vietnamese, and I made it for them, which was a bit of a risk, but it actually worked out pretty well. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. How difficult is Iran to get around? Ah. Uh, Look, it's quite big. You know, there's similarities to the middle of Australia, to be honest. Um, so you, you need to have, I think it's so much better with the tour, and I know that sounds biased saying that, but it's hard to say because when I did it independently, I had a bike. So for me, it was, it was distant, but it was, it was, you know, I always had an option. Uh, but I, So I never really caught buses or trains or anything like that. So I don't know what it's like to travel independently. Um, but obviously with a, with a tour, it's super easy. Getting around the cities is pretty easy as well. Taxis are pretty good. Uh, subways are excellent, uh, in the bigger cities, Tehran, Isfahan, whatnot. Um, but yeah, but across the country is probably a little more challenging. Uh-huh. Uh, Potentially. Did you enjoy the local food? 
Yeah, love it. I think touch in. In in Shirat. Good. Yeah. Or oh. Pardon. <laughs> I, I, I know that you forgot your favorite dish, but <laughs> in in Abiyane, yeah, the, the, yeah, the dish yeah. in Abiyane is also Talia. really good. Talia. Talia, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's also really good. Gourmet so many. So to highlight how good the food is, the very first tour. Um, that we did, and there was about eight people in there or something. They um, they still meet up. That was like four years ago, and they still meet up to this day, and they all cook Iranian food and mm-hmm. share their food and have people over, and they take turns and have it over their house. Yeah, yeah. They're forever sharing recipes. Brilliant. Yeah, good. How, how does uh, the cycling uh, compare with the other countries? Um, so how is the cycling in Iran? I'd say in comparison to other countries, the cycling in Iran, it's, it's probably most similar to Mongolia in what we do. Um, in that, look, some of it's off road, some of it's on sealed road. Um, it's generally quite mountainous, but as to whether you're cycling up or cycling down is kind of up to you. So what we do is we cherry pick the best parts in between Tehran and Shiraz. Don't cycle in any cities. Get away from the highways and find those amazing, uh, scenic kind of real natural beauty areas and cycle through through them. And they're just absolutely fantastic. You really have that sort of remote middle of nowhere, you know, massive valleys, huge mountains, just incredible sort of scenery. And the cycling is just fantastic. You don't need to be fit. Although it helps, but it's not essential. I wouldn't say it's a beginner's ride, but it's definitely open to, to intermediate. I think some of the rides we do are only sort of 30, 40 kilometers in a day. Um, but you know, they're generally going up or going down, but our rides will be sort of, you know, out of the 12 days, we ride six of them and it's probably an average of six or seven hours on each of those days, um, that, that we cycle, but they're not all linked up together. It's a couple of days on, day off day on, day off, that sort of thing. Perfect. What was your favorite attraction in Iran? Um, oh, there's a few. I, for me personally, I quite like the, the US Embassy mm-hmm. um, or the former US Embassy and, and learning about that as a museum because I like the sort of the political side of things as well. Um, That's it? Yeah, yeah, but I like the history. There's so much to see if you like history as well with the Sopolis. Um, and I think I probably like, I really like the, uh, the ruins in Izarkash as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we always see that. Yeah, and probably the, <laughs> there's so many, and the bazaars as well. I really like the bazaars in, in all the cities, but particularly probably Esfahan. Esfahan and the square. Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And uh, I think this could be the answer, the answer of next question. Why did you travel to Iran more than once? Yeah, you know, as we said, obviously because of hosting the tours um, as well. But Mm -hmm. it's just there's so much to see. There's just so much to see and do, and it's just so enjoyable. And uh, the last question. what would you say to people who are 
thinking about traveling to Iran? It's quite simple. Just just go. Just do it. It's it's a really safe place to be. Um, I think you know. Obviously, once this coronavirus thing goes away, uh, um, it's a really as far as the hospitality and the friendliness. It's so unique. It's um, it, you, yeah. There's nothing else to say. You, you just go. It's I've never known anyone to go to Iran and leave and go. Yeah, it was only okay. Everybody loves it. No one's ever said that it was bad. Um, let alone sort of, you know, it was just okay or average or whatever. It's just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, Brett, for uh, helping us introducing Iran to the others and uh, uh, make it easier to find how Iran is looked like. Awesome. No worries. Pleasure. I have uh, this question especially uh, for you uh, because yeah. uh, you are uh, you are arranging some NGOs in Iran. Uh, yeah, that uh, your traveler are uh, visiting them, and uh, if you want, you could uh, explain yeah. a little about them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So. I'm personally, and as part of the the Social Cycles brand, um, I'm a big believer that the best way to really connect, connect, and re- and truly understand a country is to um, is to engage with obviously local people, but local experts in particular areas. Uh, and as a result, we set up a variety of different NGOs to go and visit um, and learn from and and speak to. So, for example, you know, when we go through Cambodia and, and Vietnam, we, we connect with NGOs that might look at sort of orphanage tourism uh, and something that's sort of relevant to, to that country. So when we go to Iran, uh, we first learn about what some of the sort of the social issues are, and even if they're global issues, but it's quite interesting to learn about how different cultures deal with global issues in, in different ways and what sort of success that they have. And I think it's a great opportunity for, for travellers to really I suppose, connect and, and understand and learn from. So as a result, when we go through Iran, we connect with um, the Omid Foundation um, at times, and they uh, are an NGO that look to empower local women through vocational training uh, and also through like women that might have been disadvantaged or they could be new refugees or they could have drug problems or they could have... Um, they could be sort of victims of sort of sexual abuse as well, or even uh, they could be prostitutes. And a lot of people are quite amazed by this because they don't realize that Iran could have a drug problem or could have a refugee problem uh, or even sort of prostitutes in the country. But all these things exist. So you just need to look and scratch the surface a little bit. And we also go and visit uh, NGOs that look after um, family abuse, uh, domestic abuse, uh, and deal with both the men and the women in those situations and children. Uh, and it's again, it's just really interesting to scratch the surface and get an insight as to some of the amazing work that these incredible organizations do and um, and how it affects sort of daily life. And yeah, it's a great way. We kind of can get the opportunity to support, uh, be it sort of financially or otherwise, uh, some of the great causes and the great people that we meet. And it's a real inspiration. It's a real, we meet these incredibly selfless, amazing, inspirational people. And to have the opportunity to speak to these local experts and ask them questions really deepens that, um, I 
think that bond with the country uh, and the culture and you just you walk away you leave Iran just really feeling that you understand it and you know it you haven't just visited you didn't just go to the temples and the monuments and the museums and you know ate the food you really you really feel the heart and soul uh, of the country and it's the great thing that we do perfect